This episode of the Texas Beer Experience Podcast is brought to you by Galveston Island Brewing. Visit Galveston Island Brewing at their taproom on Galveston Island or online at www.galvestonislandbrewing.com. Grab yourself a cold beer and get ready to enjoy the official beer podcast of the state of Texas. Welcome to the Texas Beer Experience Podcast. Dedicated to all the great things about Texas craft Welcome back, beer. everybody. This is and Leo, I am your, your host, host of the Texas Beer Leo Podcast. You know, I normally have my wife with me, and she's not here today. And she normally tells me what episode we're on, so I have no clue what episode this is. I think it's 29, maybe? That's funny you say that. Whenever I was doing the one, two, three, so what's going on at GIB, he's like, why are you doing the episodes? You're going to forget. And then I was like, no, I got this. An episode, like, 29, 30, 31. Right. I messed them up so bad, so... Ah, oh, Lynn, we need you. Yeah, right. But you know what? I think it's a good idea to just do away with the episode, and we're just going to call this the Galveston Island Brewing episode. There you go. There you Maybe go. Maybe the first of a few that we do over the years. So we're joined today by... <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I am Mark, the owner of Galveston Island Brewing. Mark Galosa, the voice you just heard from Galveston Island Brewing, and then Sharday Van Orstrand. Did I say that right? You did. Charday Anything close to it. And if yeah. you really want to just shorten it down, Vano. Yeah. Vano. Vano? Yeah. Whenever FedEx comes, they're like, what's your first name? And I'm like, mm-mm. They're like, what's your last name? I'm like, just Vano. <laughs> Vano. <laughs> so have people mispronounced your first name? Uh, I hated my name when I was a kid. Really? I hated it because nobody could say it right. All my friends, you know, like all, the, all your grade school call, or, you know, classmates, they would always butcher it. And so I hated it. Not until I was older that like I could say it right. I couldn't say my R's when I was little. <laughs> oh, Sade. 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 Yeah. And so I just, I didn't like it growing up, but now I like it. It's unique. You know, it's, 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 you don't hear it every day and people, it catches them, you know, although they always want to compare it to Chardonnay. I'm like, I'm in the beer biz, not the, not the wine biz. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's close. I mean, so we're, did people call you Chardonnay growing oh, yeah. up? Oh Yeah. I mean, why? They still do. Like, they still do. We oh, have a customer that Chardonnay. still doesn't know her name. And Are you serious? Yeah. Al. I love Al. Al says Chardonnay. <laughs> the guy that's down there right now? Every day, yeah. Listen, guys, he's a little bit older. Yeah, We're not going to correct still him. thinks of Chardonnay. That's so funny. Chardonnay. Chardonnay? Chardonnay. Chardonnay. Yeah. All yeah. right. I'm pretty sure I've like written him cards and stuff and signed my name. It's <laughs> <laughs> still Chardonnay. Yeah, he's like, like I'm old and retired. Yeah, yeah. I do whatever I want. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like being the owner of a brewery. You just do whatever you want, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> do people butcher your last name? All the time. Yeah. Delolio. Oh, man. So, like, uh, when I'm in the car and you call me, <laughs> it's like, call from Mark Delololoso. That's awesome. Oh man! So Google will learn one day mm-hmm. eventually. They used to mispronounce one of the streets that I turn onto to go to the house. It's called Bassingham. I used to call it, say Basingham. Basingham. Yeah. So I mean, it's or no, the first time that I programmed a Chipotle, it said <laughs> chip. It said Chipotle. Chip- arriving <laughs> at Chipotle. <laughs> uh, Chipotle, so good. Yeah, it sure is, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, we kind of got off track there a little bit, right? <laughs> Um, so Mark and Charday from Galveston Island Brewing, and if you've been listening to the show, you know that they're our main sponsor, and they're also my employer. Hey, <laughs> funny how that works. It's, it's funny. It's just kind of like a handshake deal. I said, I'll let you be on my, on my podcast, and uh, you give me a job, and then here we are. <laughs> Need more hits. For every thousand hits, you get an extra dollar a month. That's right. So make sure that It'll you share $2 this podcast. by next month. <laughs> make sure you share this podcast episode with all your friends so I could get a little bump over here. Huh? Christmas bonus depends on it. <laughs> so I've been waiting a long time to do this, this episode. And, you know, I started working here back in May, and... Um, you know, I was like, well, eventually I got to have them on the show. And we've been really busy. Mark's been really busy, you know, with the new building here, which is finally complete for the most part. I mean, there's still little nicks and knacks and things that need to be finished, but it's finished as far as the public is concerned. She looks right? like the vision. We'll she looks like the vision. That's right. And she's beautiful. And y'all need to come check her out. But I remember the first time I met Mark. Well, one of the first times I first met Mark. And I remember him telling me, I am never going to go north of the South Beltway. That's 
<laughs> I did a lot of things I said I wasn't going to do. Yeah. My whole Still doing life. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then just a little bit in like major accounts in the city and stuff uh, that the, uh, the brewery so distributed to. But I want to know, because I've never asked you, is like, what, what changed? Like, what? He got a taste. <laughs> no, I think, honestly, I've said that about a lot of things at this brewery. We're not going to be this big. We're not going to do this. <clears throat> and I think over time, honestly, I, you know, having Jason, when we first opened, I delivered beer. I made beer. I kegged beer. And Jason and I did that together. And then, you know, along with Graham, and we, it was everybody did everything. We wore a lot of hats. And as the brewery has grown and progressed, I do less day-to-day of making product and delivering product and even selling product. And I just kind of run out of pet. So my, my, my role became pet projects as well as managing production, right? Mm-hmm. And when you run out of pet projects, I mean, you don't open a brewery with idle hands, right? So, like, I, I think reality is, is that, you know, well, where do we, what do we do? What do I do next? You know, I mean, I can take more vacations, but then I'd just be really broke. Right. So I was like, all right, I gotta have a new project. So, uh, the idea of going to Houston actually popped in the back of my mind, you know, maybe three or four years ago. And we realized that, you know, we've been at capacity since the day we opened. And as we get a little more demand and sales, we increase capacity and we kind of did this slow organic growth over the years and, and we realized that we can do that in our home turf as we're growing, uh, you, know, you know, bars and restaurants and off-premise here on the coastal area. But we could never really launch Houston with what we with the space we had. And so, you know, we were doing three, four thousand barrels a year out of two thousand square feet of production area. Mm-hmm. So it's really the most you can do. You really can't do more. I mean, that being said, we did five thousand ninety five barrels this year out of 2,000 square feet, and you really can't do anymore. And so launching Houston, we knew it needed to be along with an expansion project. And so I thought, after hearing it from so many people, you know, when are you going to come to Houston? When are you come to Houston? You know, the idea seemed like not such, a, not such a bad idea. You know, when we first opened, I envisioned us to be a small pub with, you know, maybe going up to a couple thousand barrels a year. I always wanted to be a little bit off-premise, but I never really envisioned the, the growth that we're at today. And so, the, you know, it really just was hand in hand. It's like, okay, if we're going to launch Houston, we have to do a new building. Well, I need a new project. And so it made sense. So, you know, because of a great team, I was able to spend two years focusing on this project, which it really yeah. has taken, you know, we've been working on it for three years, but the last two years of my life has really been focused on this project. It's a lot. It was a huge pain in the ass. I'm so glad it's over. <laughs> it was a fucking nightmare. You took the question right out of yeah. my mouth. How does it feel now yeah. that you're, you're you're there? Like Feels we're great. done. I yeah. mean, I didn't have shit to do today. <laughs> See, that's just it. Now he has idle hands again. Yeah, he's, okay. He keeps telling people he's done, and I'm like, I'm oh done. no, no, it. that's not it. I don't believe that for a second. I'll He'll take find a, a new I'll project. Take some vacations for a year and. I don't know what. You probably deserve it, man. Yeah, definitely. You hear that? I- <laughs> yeah, you probably deserve it. Yeah, actually, you put vacations on the calendar this year. I Last did. year, you didn't because None. he was so focused on this project, which None. he is a traveling man. Like, mm-hmm. he works to, to travel, and so we mm-hmm. all do, right? So, yeah, I, I'm actually happy that you're going to get away for a little bit. I'm ready. Yeah. I hope everybody here does. Yeah. Everybody needs it. Yeah. Well, we're moving into a new house, so... There'll be some things to do around here for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's really what the next couple of years are going to be for me. And that, that's a good segue, that question, because, you know, people have said, you know, what's next? What's next? And the answer is there's really not a next. But for me, the next there is a next, but it's not big or infrastructural. So, you know, years ago, you know, when my role was, you know, like I said before, making beer and just just making our business survive right and making sure the beer is good and making sure the beer gets to where it needs to go that is not so much my role anymore so i've had to rethink the way i think beer and i always thought of our business you know as we're we're a brewery and you know we just need to have our beer everywhere and do this and now because of my great my great team i get to focus on how how are we a beer beverage manufacturing company Mm -hmm. and that's the difference and i'm not talking like you know how are we the next budweiser (laughs) no like no like we're this facility is going to take us twelve thousand barrels a year you know carbox doing 120 plus thousand barrels a year st arnold's eighty thousand barrels a year so when i put in perspective for people like that 
I think they realize. And so to get from our 5,000 barrels to maybe our cap at 10,000 barrels, um, you know, I really want to focus not just on the new projects we're going to do, like barrel age and sours and all that, but focus on how are we more efficient? Because if you are involved in the industry or really in the world, you'll see there's a big focus on sustainability. Sustainability goes both ways. Not only is it better for environment to use less water, less electricity and do things more efficiently from a business point of view, you know, it, you save money, you know, you, so, so it's a double win. So really right now, the next year or so is going to be my focus of how do we, you know, make this brewery produce this, the right amount of product with less natural resources or man-made resources, right? So whether, you know, and, and, a, and the benefit of that is we're going to make more money as a business and we can all finally get a wage we've been begging for for <laughs> seven years of every single employee helping to grow this business right and so it goes it definitely it's a two-handed thing and, and that's really my focus is you know if we can do the same cip with less chemical if we can um you know i hate to i don't really want to bring up beer too much on that one because like man you're not going to start you know we're not putting adjuncts in beer we'll put it that way mm-hmm. but you know if we can find a new way to to hop beer uh, to get the same profile, we'll remove the hop addition from here to there or add it a little bit later in the dry hop or something like that and still get an amazing product. We should do that, you know, and so and, and water. Water is huge and power. You know, it's not just leaving the thermostat off. There's so much more to power in a brewery in that. And and so I think a, a lot of that it's going to be me running around like, why is this compressor kicking on? You know, why is this why is this happening over here? You know, why is why are we using this much water when you know, what can we do to make it more efficient? And I think it's going to be really good. For, for everything for us I like as a that business. you brought that up because I was uh, as I was driving up today uh, I was thinking what do you notice about Mark and Mark is always like like even like coming up here he like he takes a quick look at Dave at what he's doing and and he's got his you got your your, your finger on the pulse on on everything to make sure that everything is running smoothly uh, you manage very very well and you'll know I don't yeah. micro and you know I don't micromanage you, you. don't micromanage yeah but I have to know Yes, it's happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't like to micromanage. You I don't that. believe you do. I think there's a no. way to be aware of everything that's going on, without making people feel like you're looking over their shoulder, and like, you know, making uh, them feel pressured. I definitely don't it. feel that way. No, I I don't no. feel that at all. Yeah. He's a good yeah. communication yeah. point too. So like, what's going on in the brew house? What's going on here? So everybody can right. come to Mark and relay. <clears throat> we have meetings and we talk, but it's always nice to have a, a center point that everybody can refer yeah. to. And I've gotten better about that. It's funny you bring that up. And, and part of the reason I am so in tune that way is because I've noticed so much stuff after the fact. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, this bothers me. And I've realized that I have to make people redo stuff because it bothers me so much. Right. Whether whether it could we could have left it alone or not, or it's just, in my opinion, the wrong way to do that. And, it, you know, I can be a little bit neurotic, I think, like probably a lot of brewery owners. And so I've realized, like, if I can catch it, <laughs> yeah. I just built it. What do you want me to do here? Well, I don't really like that. So True story. So, you know, it's like, a, and part of me has realized, like, hey, if I can pay a little more attention to people doing the process and get it the way that I think it needs to be done without making them redo that, <clears throat> that's huge. Because I've made people redo stuff a lot. And <laughs> it just pisses people off. <laughs> it's kind of a running joke around yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Should I> write, <laughs> Mark, we've been doing it like this for years. Well, I don't like I it. I don't like it. Fix it. <laughs> well, that's good, though. I mean, it is good that you got it. Sometimes it takes an outside perspective to make things run more efficiently. You know? Absolutely. Definitely help me make tap room efficiencies run better and, you know, back of house things run better because he had to do it while I was out on, on leave or vacation or return to leave or whatever it is. And so it's good to have somebody else look it over and see if we can make it better. See, if nobody ever takes vacations, then I don't change the way <laughs> they do stuff. Like Jason's probably the worst. Get me in the brew house and he's like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> I mean, he wants to change the way we do everything. <laughs> so This just made me think of what I, I went on a date with your wife one night and I was like, you know, Mark's one of the smartest people I know. And she goes, I, I don't know about that. Well, let's use the term well-rounded. And so now I'm like, he's very well-rounded. So... <laughs> What is smart anyway? Yeah, right? yeah. Jack, jack of all, a master at some. But that's some. a better way to say it. When I first met Mark, I was like, he's got his hand in everything, you know, and he's really like, and, and that's, I thought he was really smart. Come to find out. I am really smart. <laughs> he's just well rounded. Maybe not according to the average education system, but. 
But I, the, I like we to don't say street, a... street smarts. Street okay. smarts. That's a legit one. <laughs> a Before we take it, but I do want to say, so like, you're the type of a boss or manager or whatever that lets people do what they need to do without micromanaging them. And I think that's, I think that's smart, right? You're not micromanaging people. I think you let people make mistakes and then you teach them how to f- correct their mistakes. I like that. Right? I appreciate that. And I think it's very true. I think it's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. I yeah. observe. I'm a big observer. You, yeah, you do. You've, you've made me, you, you've called me out one time since I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> There's more to come, Leo. I'm sure there is. <laughs> and then next week I'll probably be like, that's fine. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't want to do it again. Um, but the, but the, you, you, you did it in a, in a good way. I felt terrible after you talked to me, but not because you called me out, but just because, like, damn, dude, he's right. Yeah. Don't tell I him. Dare that. you Don't spend a thousand dollars? No, it was. But um, so we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back with some more uh, good conversation with Mark and Charday from Galveston Island. Cheers. Have you visited Galveston Island Brewing? Take a trip to the island and experience the laid-back atmosphere and award-winning craft beer like Tiki Wheat, Citra Mellow IPA, and Hefene Hefeweizen. Enjoy the cozy taproom or the island-style beer garden and patio with plenty of shade and a playground for the kids. Be sure to check out the online calendar for live music and food truck schedules and come by on Saturday for the free weekly brewery tour at 1 p.m. So gather your friends and join Galveston Island Brewing for some fun in the sun. Follow the Texas Beer Experience blog and podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Did you miss an episode? All episodes are available on all the major podcast platforms and even some of the not-so-major ones. And now, back to the Texas Beer Experience podcast. Every time I go to a dark place, it's okay. It's called we'll postpartum. <laughs> it's real. It's yeah. real. It's yeah. darkest spot I've ever been of, in my whole entire life. Both kids. Mm. I think I'm most scary. It's weird. Weird. Mm. Yeah, it's a weird deal. Yeah. And it happens. Drink some beer. Uh, this time I'm gonna try not to. I think that's what put me in a dark oh, spot. Oh really? Okay. Well, the high, the high, and the, like the highs and the lows. You know, when you're low and you just yeah, like yeah, you yeah, fill yeah. it with a void and like that's not real and just it just made. Zale was the worst. And I'm such a people person and you're by yourself or sick. You know what I mean? You're alone. Yeah. And like, you know, nobody's there to help you. And like, you just got this thing that needs you. And like, it's just, it's just an adjustment, you know, it's just mm-hmm. an adjustment mm-hmm. period. Same thing with the second one, you know, you're just home alone, taking care of this person. And I'm used to being here around people working and making things happen. And, and you have such a, like a driving, I do like, like just get shit done. Like yeah. I she only, know how to stay at home wife. No, <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah, just yeah, it. And that's man, when I had the first kid, that's what I just firmly found out is that I am not, I'm a daycare mom, you know, like I'm, I am not a stay at home <laughs> mom. And it's because I need, I need the glory of being a mom and the glory of, of, of work, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like I need it. Self gratification, you know? So, so we oof, feel you. it's tough and dark. But I pulled myself out. Yay, kids. <laughs> Yay, kids. It's we'll, better we'll, when they're uh, pooping on their own. <laughs> it's like the turning point. It's like, going to be a conveyor belt of shits. It's going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. But it'll go so fast. It'll just go so fast. It, does, it really fast. does. It does go fast. I feel like your girls were just, I mean, I remember when wife was pregnant. She's six now. Like, it blows when my mind. When we opened, Zoe was like two. Two. And then that. I remember Lisa got pregnant and I was like, Lisa's pregnant. Oh, my God. You know? And. Yeah, then he had a baby, and right when we opened, I mean, we were so busy, like, that was crazy. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. It was tough. But, you know, he delivered beer before, right before the baby. That's right, I almost missed it. I was so late. No, it wasn't even that I... You were, like, brewing or something? No, or? no I was deli- it was on a Saturday. Wait, wait, hang on a second, because I, I, I want to share, can we share this story? Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, well, let me do another quick countdown, five, four, <laughs> three, two... Welcome back, everybody. Texas Beer Experience episode, Galveston Island Brewing. No numbers anymore. 
Um, <laughs> so we were number uh, one, bitch. Number one. That's right. The number one episode. So um, we were just kind of chit chatting here about you know how the brewery got started and stuff like that and family. So one of the key things here is, and Mark says this all the time, is that we are a family and we treat you like family, and that's a hundred percent true. And so Mark Chardet had brought up how uh, <laughs> your first daughter was being born the when the brewery was what like so my first daughter was two when we opened and my second daughter okay was yeah. born in 2015 so we were one year old one year old and we had gotten into the on-premise only mm -hmm. so instead of just being taproom only we had started expanding to bars and restaurants right and we had a pretty pretty fruitful bar and restaurant in the city of galveston uh uh, repertoire, I guess you would say, a quiver of, of, of quite a few places. So it was really important, as it always is, to take care of our customers. And this was in, it was in April. And uh, Graham we was... We were less than a year old. Yeah, we were less than a year old. And yeah. Graham delivered all, all our beer during the week, but he lived on off-island on the weekend, or he lived off-island. So on the weekends, I took over Saturday deliveries. And we delivered on the weekends, which is mm -hmm. huge, you know. Yeah, and so basically my wife went into labor that night, and I said, okay, we got plenty of time. I got to go and deliver a bunch of beer because I'm not going to be here until Monday. And so I ran out, and I was delivering to, you know, Landry's and all the places up and down. Basically did a full load of deliveries that morning, and the wife is calling me. I said, we're good, we're good. She's like, no, we're not that good. And I said, okay, well, let me do one more. <laughs> I got all the beer delivered and I made it back to the house and I got her and we got to the hospital and that baby was out two hours later. Like, I mean, it was quick. I was like, ooh, maybe I delivered a little too much. <laughs> maybe I should have got home a little bit One earlier. too many. <laughs> but I got all the deliveries done and I delivered a child. So it, it worked out, but yeah. That so time, you delivered the child? No, 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 I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna be like, damn, classic. This dude Taking is the glory. I, I had the Remember brown bag. I, well rounded. I was inhaling the brown bag. No, I was the life coach. So. No, you were I, doing the breathing with her? like all right. Yeah, and yeah. I remember we had an epic storm come, come in, which oh, yeah? is funny because all those accounts I delivered to probably didn't sell any beer because of like this crazy storm the, came On in the day, night. really? Pretty sure. Oh, wow. What time of year was that? Was that it was summer? April. Or? Yeah. It was April? Mm -hmm. Okay. April showers bring May flowers, right? There you, you go. go. We get a lot of yeah. rain in April. Yeah. That's true. Deal. Yeah. It can, true it's story. either beautiful or it's raining here in April. Yeah. So. Not my favorite month in Galveston. April and October for me both are. Both those months are really I nice. like March and October. The water's still a little too cold for me for March. March, but there's not a lot of people here. That's true. But they're starting to come. I like that you guys are whispering. I don't know why. Don't, don't come to the brewery. Don't, don't, don't come to, come to Galveston. Galveston in October. Yeah. <laughs> it's my jam. You can come. Just come only to the brewery and don't drive down the seawall. <laughs> I, think I, think, I think October is the relief of as much as we love tourist season and it's, you know, it's so fruitful for us. It's, it's a lot, you know, it's, it's a lot getting to and from work. It's a lot at work. And so mm -hmm. it's a nice little sigh of relief whenever Anybody from Houston doesn't want to hear our cry. It's an extra four <laughs> minutes commute. We go from nine minutes to 17 minutes commute. That's this funny. We, we, we tried to go to the Strand yesterday, and it was so busy everywhere. And I was like, we're done. We ended up at his house. <laughs> I was like, there's too many people. It was too touristy. I was like, I'm not going to find parking. I like the traffic was slow and yeah, it's just not worth it to dive in. We had know? a front yard party with all the kids. We did. We did. We were playing with the toys, playing with the Christmas stuff. I think it's funny that like, even in like, so like Houston and Galveston both share this, that so like people in Houston that live inside the loop refuse to go outside of the loop. Ooh, it's like, that. how, how far is that? Here, like, yeah. And so like here on the island, I've learned that like, if you live on the west side, you are <laughs> not going downtown. That's yeah. right. That is bullshit. That's yeah, right. that is, that no is the other side of the world. Yeah, you might as well leave the island. Right. <laughs> we don't, heaven forbid, we do not leave the island. And if you're out east, you don't go west. You don't yeah. go west 61st. So we have people who come here all the time. And then they move out to the far uh -huh. east end, and we never see them. Mm -hmm. What happened, Joe? We'll see them at a bar when we're man, out one night, and then yeah. they're like, oh, man, I moved down here, and this is my new watering hole. They don't <laughs> go past 61st. They just That's so do. crazy, man. Yeah. And then I liked, um, I told you about this the other day. Uh, you called me one day. said, so, yeah, yesterday I, was, I went up north. And blah blah blah. And my, fir and my first, my first thought was like, 
Mark went to like the Conroe. Woodlands oh, and Conroe. He's deep. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, we went to League City, which is like 20 minutes from here. I went north, Leo. He's like, you didn't even crack north, brother. <laughs> You're on the south side. <laughs> it's true. I just thought that was so funny. I, like, I went up north today. We were like, yeah. I think you realized you were telling Leo that. You were like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> and if you're not from here, so like, so I live in a suburb, a Houston suburb, which is northeast Houston. It's called Kingwood. And it literally takes me an hour and a half to come to the island, right? And I like that, you know, one of the things that I've, I, I get a lot of sympathy when I tell people, yeah, I work for Galveston Island. It's like, oh, where do you live? I live in Kingwood. They're like, oh, man, that commute must be killer. It's like, yeah, man, could you buy my beer, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, don't try and host a company barbecue at your house. Yeah. Because you're going to get like three of us up there. Actually, like, we'll Scott, come, but that's it. Scott's the only one that doesn't live on the island, and we he somehow rallied all of us. But there was crawfish. You had to have a crawfish. You had to have, yeah, yeah, we were like, yeah. all right, fine, Everything. we're going. I was like, yeah. everybody's got, it's mandatory. <laughs> It's mandatory. Everybody's going. Yeah. Leo, you better come, like, you better do crab legs and lobster yeah, or something yeah. to get us to Kingwood. <laughs> you better, have you're going to charter, maybe, you're gonna have to charter a bus to get us to Kingwood. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Put us on a party bus. Well, here, here's, the good, here's the good news is that I love driving and traveling. So I don't mind if I have to come to the island. Even if, and I don't come to the island every day. You guys know this. I yeah. come once a week mostly. I think the most, I think I've come three times recently. That was the week that we had the meetings with, with distributors. Uh, I came up here three times. That was the most I ever had to come up here. But I love coming here. Yeah, it's not uh, that bad when you cross the it's causeway. Such, it's such a cool drive, especially, and that kind of like, like Google tells me I have to, I have to turn on Stewart off of 61st. I like going to the seawall yeah. because yes. it's just kind of yeah, nice. You're an see, islander now. You know, yeah. It's nice to see the ocean every time you come down here mm-hmm. and, I uh, roll the windows down. Absolutely. I take the long way around to the ocean. So do I. I always, yeah. I always take the yeah. seawall. That's my commute. The oh. only day I regret that, this was recently, there was like a cold front coming in. <laughs> I rolled the window down and it was super windy and I literally got a, a, a face full of sand. Oh, <laughs> yes. yeah. That's, that's literal for sure. And I was like, yep, coming right back up. But um, <laughs> anyhow, so I, I do have a couple of, of things that I want to ask. So like... Um, I like talking about my like craft beer origin story, and I've shared it many times on the show. Um, so, just a couple of questions for both of y'all. So, like, what was your earliest craft beer memory? Like, what was your first beer, or like, what was your first brewery? Sure, I'll go first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, ironically enough, my my craft beer history really kind of started in Galveston. Um, and ironically enough, down the, down the street from where I live is Beerfoot Brewery, where Mark actually started, started that one, too? started their brew house there. Um, and so we would go out there and, and we would sit with the bartenders that were actually really great and knowledgeable. And we would try way too many beers and, and enjoy <laughs> ourselves. And, and then it just, I, it, I mean, I fell into this job from a friend and so it really has just taken me to a whole new level of enjoying and drinking and being extremely passionate about the industry and, and craft beer as a whole. So Galveston, man, ironically yeah. enough, like Galveston really was my, my stomping grounds for that. And so like eight years, eight, nine years now in craft beer, yeah. which is pretty, pretty short span, you know, I'm only 34, but like, yeah, I mean, not, not too deep into it but just getting started well, there, was <laughs> there wasn't a lot beer? of craft beer 25 years yeah 20 years that's ago. true no, no there really, really wasn't had to happen the last I mean, 15 years yeah. for anybody I mean, my unless first you're beer. a real old dog yeah. and you're coming from 92 drinking beer but, <laughs> yeah. which i was drinking beer in 92 but it wasn't craft. it wasn't craft for yeah. me either yeah yeah i'm not a big hobbyist but if there was i wish i would have you know i wish I mean, I can go brew on a huge system, but I don't really want to do that. But there's days that I wish that I would have gotten into home brewing and stuff like that. But I'm yeah. just not a hobby person, so it's not really my cup of tea. But it'd been really cool to, you know, to do it on my own to really understand the brew process. I mean, I understand it from very you outside. Understand it now. I understand it now. You do. Absolutely. Yeah, for I, sure. Every time, I'm super impressed with your beer knowledge, especially brewing process knowledge, like and. 
And I, I feel our world sometimes, you know, thinks, oh, she's a woman. She doesn't know anything. Oh, I deal with that it all the time. It's <laughs> so not true. not true. It's it not. It's not true yeah. anymore. It yeah. never really was. No. Chardonnay Maybe the very early days of only white guys with beards. I always ask right. questions. I yeah. always ask questions. I mean, you, there's so much to know. I mean, even today I was reading an article. That, the articles the BA put out, put out you know, that uh, Jason yeah. is our head brewer. He's amazing. He... If you haven't done a tour here, go see a tour. Saturday is 1 o'clock. They're free because he makes the brew process so understandable, you know, and he takes all the complexities of the science of beer and he makes me understand it. He'll, he'll use the big words, but then he'll bring it down to, to my knowledge level. Right. <laughs> so he's, he's great. And he's him and Mark, of course, and then Jason have really just taught me so much as well as all the educational resources that are out there available to us. So Right. Yeah. One more question. So do you remember what your, the craft beer that was like, okay, I love this. Well, so I, I, I mean, craft, yes, but no, but I remember the first time I had a Guinness and it was okay, so yeah. full flavored. And so whenever I had beer, I was drinking a Bud Light, Budweiser high school, you know, then the Keystone and the college days and all that good <laughs> stuff. But I'll never forget the first time I had a Guinness on nitro and mm. it stuck on my lips and it was so full flavored and it was so frothy and good. And I think my whole entire life looking at a beer in a glass you know, that's what you think that flavor profile is supposed to be. And that was, I had finally found the thick richness of a beer that it looked like in a glass in a Guinness. And so I think that really just kind of opened up my eyes that like beer can taste different than Bud Light it and Budweiser, you Absolutely. know, and, and that was the flavor I was looking for. I was looking for the, the goodness of a Guinness, you know? And so it just kind of went from there. And I drank dark beers for a really, really long time. That's a marketing I, slogan. The yeah. goodness of a Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, Chardes, our marketing person here, so like she's always thinking. There you go, always, right. yes. Always. Like it just comes out, just flows naturally. Yes, yes. The goodness of a Guinness. You're welcome, Guinness. They probably played that commercial in the late 80s, and she heard it growing up and had yeah, no idea. Exactly. <laughs> that background marketing, yeah, watching TV, exactly. you know. As an eight-year-old, it was burned into her brain. <laughs> I'll have to find out to Google that because if they haven't used that line, they should shame on them. There's, right? a, there's an Instagram I follow, and it's it's just perfectly poured guinnesses and it's one of my favorite oh wow uh, like that around the world great. and it's yeah. like one of yeah. my favorite instagrams because it's just sexy beer porn you know beer porn. i'll have Hell to find yeah. it it's it's so good every time i'm like that giggity, giggity. That, yeah, that looks good <laughs> i want it <laughs> i didn't think we were gonna get a family guy reference on this show a <laughs> couple beers deep you don't know what you're gonna get oh boy we're turning on now yeah. <laughs> Well, so, oh, let's talk about uh, beer. So, like, what beer are you drinking? Oh, that's hey. well, yeah. So, well, I I, I got to say my first craft beer. I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday, and and just like the reason this brewery is open, you can thank uh, my wife Liesel for my first craft beer, and that was she had gone to the store. We were broke back then. I would have never signed off on this because like <laughs> I look at the money and I'd be like, what did Baby, you no. buy? Did you spend $10 on a six-pack? Yeah, I opened up the fridge and instead of a bunch of Keystone Light in there, there was this beer called Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. And I said, oh, well, man. shit, I like to get drunk. So I cracked it and I took a sip and I said, what the fuck was this? And I drank it again and, I, and she came home from, she was working evenings or nights. She worked all kinds of crazy shifts over the years when we were young at the hospital and she came home and she goes, you drank all my beer? <laughs> I'm like, baby, we can go buy more. <laughs> no, we can. <laughs> I want to say that's kind of cheating that your first craft beer was pale ale from Sierra Nevada. There might've been one before that, like a BJ's or something in there. Yeah. Uh, good old but BJ's it, days, It man. didn't strike a chord. Right. So that sure, moment yeah. in my life, when I drank that Sierra Nevada, and there really wasn't much, you know, so then I was going to the store like, oh, wow, what do we have? And I discovered St. Arnold's because they were around. Mm -hmm. And the Alyssa, oh, my God, like that was that was pretty much number two. Right. So it went from Sierra Nevada. Sierra That's so funny Nevada that you went from Alyssa, yeah. you went from Keystone Light to a, a really <laughs> well-made hoppy pale ale mm -hmm. to Alyssa, which jumper. is a, mm -hmm. right. Like that's huge. Like yeah. for me, like yep. I, I hated IPAs. I started in right into IPAs. Yeah. Yep. No, no lights, no pills, yeah. no dark, nothing. Yeah, it was. It all started seeing about a pale ale. It took me. Citramello was really and my favorite. Fat gateway. tire was big back then. You know, we're talking yeah, yeah, like 2001, mm -hmm. 2000, 2002, somewhere in there. You I know. want to see her in a pale ale. And I am a big hobby guy. 
So then it turned into like, well, what is this? You mm-hmm. know, and then I, you know, kind of looked into it and re I don't even know if did we have internet back then? Kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. old are you? Not <laughs> that old, you know. Right. Yeah, I didn't have a phone to look it up on Instagram. I had to wait. Had to wait till I went to the library. And I got sat my down encyclopedias. At the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> open up AOL. Right? Had to open up AOL.com <laughs> and be like, what is Sierra Nevada Pale Ale? A pale ale. What's what is an ale? And actually, I kid you not, I remember uh, calling Graham, Graham Rabe, at Noby Public House, formerly Galveston Brewing. He was I knew he was a big craft beer guy, and I go, Graham, man, I'm really digging these beers. Like what? And I, I, and I will never forget. I asked him, what are the difference between ales and lagers? And he didn't, I mean, I don't think he really gave me the right answer. He I gave mean, me he, some bullshit. He gave me some. Do you believe him? He gave me the right bullshit. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Which is like, ales are generally these beers and lagers were that. You know, of course, now as a brewer. So I, I'll take it back. Like He definitely gave me that. He didn't give me the brewer answer. Right, Which right. is probably not what I needed at the moment. Sure. He gave me the right answer, but. Yeah, and then and then I and then I just started this quest. Well, all right, that answer was okay, but like I'm gonna figure out what this is. And I went down the wormhole of of a new hobby, big hobby guy, big hobby guy over the years. Yeah, so I won't even listen. They just go on and on and on. And so on. many hobbies. Yeah, I haven't had many lately. So at least not. That's any why he new says ones. like, <laughs> oh, he tells people, I'm done. I'm yeah. done. Construction I'm like, manager. Construction manager. Yeah, we're not done. There'll be there'll be some new project out in the yard next week, guys. Yeah, pretty much hobbies <laughs> I can do at work now. <laughs> well, and then I got in real into to making craft beer, and, and so I went from, hey, this is a great product, to immediately understanding that like they had it at the stores, but that people were and could make it. And so then immediately the passion turned to how do I make this and how do I make something at home? Then it became a challenge of how do I make something at home that tastes as good as this that I bought at a store from 18 states over or maybe from St. Arnold's in Houston or Mm -hmm. there weren't many players back then, you know. And then that became a quest immediately. And there are all these beer styles of the world. You couldn't go to Specs and buy them back then. I mean, it it was starting. It was definitely starting, but I was also cheapskating. In my head, I thought it'd be cheaper if I made it, which is totally it's not, not true. true. <laughs> not true at not all. True. <laughs> no, not true at all. But then, you know, don't tell Liesl that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm making it's a dollar a pint. You know, no. <laughs> Doesn't include any because of the, the equipment. Thing, well, the thing is, is that like, yeah, okay, I'm making my own beer, so I'm not buying beer, but you still buy beer. You still buy while beer. While you're, you're making the beer. While you're making yeah. the beer. <laughs> you still buy beer. Yeah. And then you inventory stuff. And that's, I'm a big, you know, I'm, I'm an inventory guy. So, you know, then I was, I basically had a, a, a brewery at my fingertips at one point. I had, I had every major grain and every major hop and, you know, two or three yeast strains in my, you know, in my garage and my fridge and yeah. had the ability to, to wake up on a Sunday and make any beer style I wanted. And that's definitely not fiscally smart <laughs> but you know but means I'm to glad, uh, yeah right but hobbyist great thing that that you did we're not fiscally smart or whatever yeah. uh, and to this uh, day we're not you know and jokes aside we're really not is it really the, the product is number one and then you can come back after you make a great great, great product and see if you can do things more efficiently but you don't just jump into it saying how do we do this to make money yeah. or efficiently, yeah. yeah, yeah. How can I make an IPA that make makes me good. a lot of money? No, make you'll never good. hear me it's say It's a passion. That. Yeah, you it's make a, a great IPA, and mm-hmm. then you look at, okay, can we make that great IPA and do it a little cheaper? But you never go into it like, can we do this economically? It doesn't matter. We would never be here if not. I mean, I'm a, I love wasting money some on beer stuff. <laughs> some of, what are you drinking? Some of our best beers are really expensive. Yeah, that's right. Is that a Mathis hard? This is a Mathis hard. That's a very expensive beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> This we is, call we call that a lost leader now. It's called a lost leader. <laughs> yeah, and that's okay. This I'm, is my favorite beer that we since I've started working here. It's a great beer. It's a good I beer. A mathematical this. mistake. It's a good you know, beer. A lot of hops in there. Mathis Hard is a is a West Coast double IPA, and I gotta tell you, like people that have had this in the market, when they see me, they're like, "Man, that beer was so good." Mm-hmm. Uh, last week I was in in uh, in Port Arthur or Natchez visiting our friends at Nature's Brewing, and they brought in a keg of this, and Taylor, owner and brewer, he was like, man, we had that beer on, 
It, we put it on Friday night, and I didn't come in over the weekend. When I came in Monday to try it, it was gone. Oh, <laughs> so man. one more keg. Same yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but he got to try it today because I had samples. So I was like, man, no wonder it would empty. It's so good. It's a good beer. Uh, had several accounts. I bought two, two kegs. Like after they went through one, I was like, is there more? Because people really loved it. It's a great beer. Um, you guys did a great job of putting this together. Of messing it up. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was a, a beautiful well, you know, mistake. It was, That's what it says on the can. Jason and Sarah combined. It was they did it twice. Yeah, we yeah. had kind of sat down. Jason and I had sat down and wrote out the recipe. And the issue is, is that cryo hops just started becoming a thing at that time, mm -hmm. which is where they use the lupulin powder or the lupulin glands. They, they basically cryo-freeze it and, and sieve or, you know, shake. Yeah, the sieve. Key. The keef essentially <laughs> off and then it, it's like double the amount of alphas and it's a huge amount of essential oils that are retained and so now we had a beer recipe that had two or three different hops in the dry hop and some of them are cryo which means they use half as much for a normal serving let's say and the math is too much for Jason. You know, Jason's so not a math in. guy. I'm the math guy of the is. company. Yes. And Jason is Jason's not. Jason's the and artist. I said, here, yeah, right? you know, this is, you know, make sure you, here's the, you know, we put it together. Here's the, and then we realized later they use like four pounds per barrel. Well, then Sarah, Sarah did the same thing. She was yeah. like, guys, I think this is wrong. And, and like checked it and evaluated it. And, and like, yep. <laughs> so she tweaked it or they tweaked it. And, and still, <laughs> it was still wrong. The conversion was yeah. still wrong. It was complicated. Yeah. But the end product was delicious. Was I mean, amazing. it flew the first round. We were like, well, I guess we're keeping mm -hmm. it, and math is hard. And then when we scaled it up for a bigger batch, Chase, I remember Jason came to me. He's like, hey, do we want to try to like scale this down to get the same flavor profile? And I said, nope, just let it roll. Do it. Don't change it. Don't change it. Such Keep an her. amazing Lost deal. leader, baby. Yeah. Lost leader. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I learned about that term at a previous Go out and get it. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to take one more break. Um, and then we'll come back with a final segment with Mark and Chardet from Galveston Allen Brewing. Stay tuned. What's the best way to enjoy beer? Well, after years of extensive research, I have discovered that the best way to enjoy beer is with good friends, and there may not be a better group of friends than the Texas Beer Collective Facebook group. If beer and friends sounds like a winning combination, come join the Texas Beer Collective the official Facebook group of the Texas Beer Experience Podcast. You can find us by doing a Facebook search for the group or by following the link in the show notes. Follow the Texas Beer Experience blog and podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Did you miss an episode? All episodes are available on all the major podcast platforms and even some of the not-so-major ones. And now, back to the Texas Beer Experience Podcast. We're back for one last segment with Mark and Chardet from Galveston Allen Brewing. And I'm literally like slurring a little bit. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> who's the host? Yeah, right. This you're is not the first time this is happening. You're the one who's going to slam a barley wine next year when we hit our sales quota. That's right. So like we I have a year. Wait. So this this year we, we made a bet. The first bet was one of our, our uh, sales managers for, um, for one of our distributors said that he was shotgun a beer. If we hit a certain certain amount of case equivalents, and I said if we do four thousand more than that, I'm gonna shut. I'm gonna chug a bottle of our ten percent barley wine. Uh, which can't wait to see this. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> and then he's sleeping over in the conference room. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so if that some, happens. There's something cushiony over there. If that happens, that'll that'll be like premium content for next year. Um, if you're a subscriber to our Patreon account, which we'll talk about in a in a. In a, in a different episode, um, you'll get to see that first. So anyhow, guys, so uh, thank you guys for joining us today. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Um, it's been a, a great six months here at Galveston Island, and I appreciate y'all being the main sponsor for the show. We love you, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> love you. I feel it. I really do. I really feel like I'm family here, 
and uh, and I, and I hope that everybody that listens to this podcast will come to the brewery and and get that family experience. It's it's a great great experience, and uh, come check out the new building. It's shiny. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Check it out while it's still shiny. Yeah, so. check it out while it's still shiny. <laughs> about to we start. fill it up with shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, the last few episodes, we've been doing uh, two questions for our guests. I told you guys about those questions earlier, kind of coached you up a little bit so you could be thinking about them. So the first question is, if you're, if you're going on a road trip here in Texas, what is the thing that needs to happen for you to feel like it's an official road trip? Whoever wants to go first. I don't, I'll go first. Go I don't first. care. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll backtrack to when I was growing up. We, um, you know, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, of course. Um, and uh, whenever we traveled, though, we always packed a full cooler of like things to make sandwiches and drinks and everything like that. So, so fast forward to now, it would definitely have to be a, a cooler. Flight. I mean, I like stops. I like my Bucky stops. I like all those things, but yeah. there's nothing better than like reaching back for whether we don't drink and drive, but you know, whether, <laughs> <laughs> whether it be, you know, like Your husband a, ain't driving, <laughs> right? Yeah. Whoever's not driving, driving. <laughs> but a beer or, or, you know, just a drink from the cooler or, um, but we always pack sandwiches. Like we always pack like stuff to make a, a complete sandwich. And I think that's just something I grew up doing. Um, my dad would actually put the coolers behind the seats. We'd rent a car and he'd put the coolers behind the seats and he'd piece, put a piece of plywood. This was before car seats, right? And put a piece of plywood over the, um, over the uh, coolers and then he'd put a like a blanket or something down and the whole back seat would be like this sweet like play area for me and my brother and my sister and so that's definitely like a road trip kind of thing for me just the the 34 year old version has beer in it now <laughs> <laughs> that's super cool i like that story yeah yeah, yeah. and so you're kind of like marin marin slanina from uh from uh um star sailor okay yeah her yeah. thing was like Literally, I said, what's the one thing you need to have? She said, Pilsners. Yeah, Pilsner. yeah, there you go, yeah. I need sandwiches. I'm a sandwich kind of girl. <laughs> good, good answer. The I two like of that. us could really pair together and right. make a solid road trip. Definitely. I'm coming for you, girl. <laughs> Mark, what about you? What's right, the thing so for you, Mine's buddy? a two-part answer, which it shouldn't be, because I think the common sense one is beer, right? Like, I don't... It, it, if anybody's ever had me visit them or ever traveled with me, like I bring a lot of beer, but to me that doesn't even count as my answer. Like I, I travel, I leave the country, I go to Costa Rica a bunch that I like to surf, and I, you know, people always say like, oh, you bring beer? I go, yeah, I bring 53 cans of beer minimum, which is what'll fit in my largest Yeti cooler, right? And then I can often fit more beers in the cooler, but that doesn't count. That's because a given almost, that's right? A given. Oh, Mark, yeah. well, that's people a will be going on given. vacation and he'll be like, do, oh. do you have beer? And they're like, I, I wasn't. And no, he's like, go in the cooler yeah. and get your beer. Don't you dare leave this, this place without beer. An employee will get like three six packs and I'll be like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're going to Dallas? Like, no. You need like, two cases you take minimum. Three cases. Like, are yeah. you going to meet people there that haven't had our beer? Like, you need to take the beer. Yeah. yeah. So like cases of beer is one, but that's, like I said, that's default. Like I... If I get on a road trip, I've got minimum three to four cases of beer, like guaranteed. And I it's rarely true. bring it back because I like to be like the beer fairy, you know. So I always bring back some because I'm like a little hoarder. You're like, my precious. And like, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not going to be like halfway here, like a stop in the park for eating sandwiches and realize I don't have any. I've talked to him on vacation. He's like, yeah. I'm into day five and I am, my rations are low. <laughs> Send yeah. beer. Yeah, that happens when I fly to other places. <laughs> I, I run out, out of beer. But the other, the one thing that, because I, I thought about this question a little bit and I realized like, what is it really? And I realized as the dad in me, I can't take a road trip without having a flashlight and not, and not <laughs> just dad the, and not the flashlight that I keep in my wife's car for emergencies or the flashlight I keep in my car for emergencies. Cause that's the kind of guy I am, yeah. but like a fresh flashlight from the cabinet that I know is operational. That is so funny. And so like there's usually two because I have the emergency one and then I got the one that I put in the car for the trip and that's like a real thing for me, man. So what's the thought <laughs> process of like, what, so why do you need a flashlight? There's, there's no, th well, okay. Why do you need it is because you end up places in the dark that you need light and whether that's like the cars broke down or you got to you know look under the hood or 
yeah. or dig in the back and the kids are sleeping, right? And you don't want to turn on all the lights, like, or you're, or especially like you're at somewhere, you know, you might be at a, you know, somebody's house or a hotel. And like, for me, I have little kids, you know, I'm like a the total prepper in my family is like, I'm not blasting a bunch of lights, you know, so I can kick on that flash. I can put it through my shirt. I can dig out that beer or whatever it is I'm trying to get, you know, I feel you. late okay. night joiner a beer or something, you know, and like, <laughs> you don't want to turn on all the bright lights, you know, right. This makes me so think of the like, mom role. So if yeah. I learn anything, so I traveled with Mark and, and Liesl and their kids before I had kids and something I picked up from them is the mom role and it's a roll of paper towels and that has saved me in a thousand different occasions in the car. So you need a flashlight and a mom roll. That's true. <laughs> a mom roll, I love mom it. Rolls mom like roll. the beer. It's a oh, standard. Dude, it's, a standard. It's, it's inventory. And now I have like tissue in the yeah. mom roll, but let me tell you, like, I mean, when you, you need paper towels yeah. in the car, you spill your coffee, the kid's got a boogie, like whatever, you know what I mean? Like there's just so many different situations. Uh, if you're a college you, student, where you, you can need, use this too. You got yeah. your drunk buddies or somebody gets yeah. all like, or mom spills roll. a drink. Yeah. You know, you got to have the mom roll. So. But man, like, Take that's what we call it. It's not paper towels i'll be like baby get the mom roll jade if you're, jade, if you're listening <laughs> to this put a roll of paper yeah. towels in your car <laughs> well, well jade here's the trick is you don't get a full roll of paper towel it's paper like the towels. half used that's one. too bulky yeah. you gotta wait till the dad's roll is like down like a little bit and you the nab that roll. one throw that in yep. there yeah so you only want about like three inch diameter yeah otherwise you got this giant bless roll, you lisa you know, and your mom roll bit. yeah <laughs> That's, life lessons that's one of the best answers i've ever gotten yeah that's fantastic <laughs> thank you thank you flashlight and mom roll there you flashlight go it's sandwiches <laughs> <laughs> food snacks food. flashlight for the late night jay right yeah <laughs> i forgot the lighter <laughs> i'm not spending a dollar 25 at bucky's <laughs> That would actually be the least amount of money you could spend at yeah, Bucky's. No yeah, right? literally. If you can get out of Bucky's for less than yeah. 20 bucks, you've accomplished something. Never. And the thing Never. is with Bucky's, right? it's so funny. It totally depends on my mood. I go into Bucky's sometimes with the family. I actually have this great story of Bucky's when, when Zoe, my oldest, was probably four or so. And driving, we would drive 290 to visit the grandparents, and we passed the big Bucky's. Well, she learned what the Bucky's was and you know, Icy's and that. And so I would, I swear to God, I would purposely for like two years straight when we come back from the grandparents, I would see that we we're getting close to Bucky's and I would mind you literally the 8, get in billboards. and get behind an 18 wheeler. <laughs> I'm not shitting you because my four year old would see that Bucky's sign and she would just throw a fist all shit. the yeah. way to Houston, like oh all God. the way damn near to the other side of town. And so it happened I would, once. I, would, I remember. I would get in and I get over and I get behind him and I would just cruise at 58 until we passed that Bucky's. <laughs> and then other times, you know, if I'm in a good mood, I'm like, we're going to Bucky's. You get beaver nuggets and yeah. daddy is this. And we're getting beaver bucks yeah, everywhere. That's right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That is seriously funny because I've never had to experience that as with a young, with a really young kid in Bucky's. Um, no, that's bad. hilarious. I, I, that's I remember hilarious. him coming in and being like mad yeah. after their their road trip and yeah. telling that story. He's like, "Dude, she lost her fucking mind for an hour. For an hour, dude, yeah. it was terrible." So like, we'd stop like at the gas station thirty minutes out and yeah. get gas. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'd flank so the eighteen wheeler all the way past. And that's what Mark remembers from that trip. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That reminds me of a of a video I saw on TikTok. <laughs> Where it's like this this video was this commercial was banned in Europe or something like that. And it's this guy, he's at the grocery store with his little kid, and the little kid puts like a bag of candy in the shopping cart and he puts it back. And the kid puts it back in the car and the dad like picks it up and puts it back. And then the kid like loses his mind. Like just starts screaming and throwing all this shit. Yeah, everywhere. yeah, yeah. And at the end, use condoms. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> they are poster children for condoms. Right. I tell you what, man. It's so true. Should have worn a condom. You know, but it goes both ways on that because I always laugh. My, my buddy has uh, the, choc the Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory down on Strand, and he always loves to point out how parents will come in and they'll be like, no, you cannot 
have a $6 apple or $7, but, but I got 18, $18 Coors Light tall boys in my oh, yeah, hand. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah right. Double fist and I've been coming around for three hours. I spent $84 on beer, but you cannot have that candy. The same. So I'm, so I'm the same way, though. So I wrong. I do the same thing. Yeah. We're going out to a craft beer bar, but no, you're not having a four dollar candy. <laughs> it's so true. Hundred percent so true. Hundred percent true. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm that guy, bro. Except it's craft beer, and it's even more expensive than Coors Light. Don't even look at the price. It's so, like yeah. it's like it's yeah, blurred yeah. out on the board. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'll take the big one. I want the <laughs> yeah. Ounce. I want the barrel aged quad. Bring it. Barrel aged quad. Oh my god. That's got to be at least sixteen percent. Yeah. <laughs> And sixteen dollars. Yeah, right. And you're having multiples of that. Yeah, of course. Clearly, like I got a quota to fill. Well, guys, I gotta pee. I got, it's funny you bring that up because I do have to pee. So I gotta ask this last question. This no, math is hard. Really I hope you're drinking me. with us at, back there at home on Radio mm-hmm. Land. Yeah, right. All right. So last question. It's the hard one. What's the last beer you're drinking if today's your last day on Earth? Oh, mine's easy. Mine's I. I'm like a diehard ABGB, hell yes, hellas, oh, and that's yeah. just like one of the cleanest, crispest. Like the other side of it, you know what I mean. Going back to like the beer that I thought beer should taste like. That when you drink all these crystal clear beers, you think it should taste like X, Y, or Z, and you've had so many bad beers. But that is just to me a classic Bavarian style lager, clean, crisp, delicious beer. So that's how I want to go out. And they make some of the best. Man, it's just, it's just, a, it's yeah. just, a, yeah, there's so much flavor in such a light beer. Yeah. And it's just amazing. I'm a big fan of their industry pills. I had, I think, actually, yeah. I think I have one in my fridge still that They're I'm so supposed good. to bring up here to, to them. <laughs> Where's it at? You're going to get oxidized for three months or what? You're going to let us drink it fresh. I keep forgetting it's hard, man. I got to get humans out the door in the morning. I'll bring you a fresh. I'm actually going to Austin this week. Bring me some freshies. I'm going to bring you a fresh one. Bring me some freshies. So good. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny you ask that because I just happened to watch the first non-kids movie of like the last three years, like this weekend over the Christmas holiday, which is like this new... I don't know. It's called Leonardo DiCaprio. A comic comes and everybody dies. Movie. Oh yeah, how was that? It was great. It yeah. Was, although also having watched a non-kids movie in forever, so it could have been terrible. Like, <laughs> and I, so I was like, that was amazing. There's dramatic <laughs> yeah, themes there's in no this movie. There's no cartoons and singing. There's cussing. <laughs> yeah, right. There's one booby. So, you know, it kind of made me think about that. And and for me, what I would drink is not so much like my favorite beer in the world. Not that it isn't, because it is. But what I would drink was I would shotgun a tiki wheat because I committed my life to the craft beer industry. And I love tiki wheat. Don't get me wrong. We make so many other great beers as well. Tiki wheat's amazing. But that is the beer that really officiate us as a great craft brewery. And it's our famous beer. And so that would be more of a of a you know, cheers to you up there in the big sky. that got us to where we were and, and taking us away at the same time. So I would shotgun a tiki wheat. You know, I expected that. Not the shotgun part. But the yeah, tiki, right. But the, definitely the we've tiki done, wheat. We've done shotguns lately. He's got this on his mind now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if you're going down, I got to be a little buzzed. Yeah, That's right. a good way to do it. That's a quick way to do it, That's for sure. That's a quick way to do it. Yeah. We have sure. a lot of amazing beers. And actually, at the brewery, I, I don't hardly drink tiki wheat at the brewery. I drink it a lot. At, it's the best the at the can. brewery, too. Mm-hmm. I drink so Centromelo, and I drink a lot of IPAs. But yeah, I would shotgun a tiki wheat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Go for down that. in glory. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Comet, I might even I might even just drink it right out of the fermenter. Like I might like, we've done might, fermenter we've stands. Did, we have done you know keg stands we've for fermenters. That's an even better answer. More than shotgun. That's OG. Like, like that is like open up the spigot on the fermenter. Oh, we've done it. We go. did it one we, time. We did it once, and he after we got done, he said, "We'll never, never do, do that, that again." again. <laughs> we had to empty a fermenter so we could fill it again. And okay. there, was, there was some reason. We didn't have any. We were very, very young and small. We didn't have any more the kegs. Three tanks out there. And we had to fill this beer because it's like, we need another five barrel, you know. And, and I was like, we got to get rid of this beer because I'm putting it down the drain because I don't have any more kegs. And we got to fill it on Monday. And I told all the staff and I said. There's like five of us. And we literally lifted each other's feet up like uh-huh. we're in college. Put our hands on a keg. <laughs> and we, and we, I hooked up a picnic tap to yeah. the fermenter. Yeah. yeah. And we fermenter stand. 
It was like fun. In college is again. there a video of that anywhere by I any chance? Probably. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that one lives in, in our minds for man. forever. I remember the people that were there. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, I was bartending, actually. I wasn't was even part of the OG ago. crew. I, I just Ooh. lucked out on that one. So, so for men or stand. We'll have, to, we'll have to do that one again. Yeah, yeah. See, well, we hit 10 years. Come on, y'all. I gotta do that. The 10 year mark. Let's hit it. Let's do it. Let's I'm, do I'm it. Game. For Leo, yeah, we'll I'm turn game. up the head pressure just to mess with him. <laughs> turn it up to 25. Come out his nose. Come on, bitch. <laughs> Initiation. <laughs> Love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Chardet, Mark, thanks again for, for agreeing to be on the show. Thank you for sponsoring the podcast. Really appreciate it. You guys come out to the brewery. Check out the great stuff that we're doing here. It's it's really amazing. The new building is super awesome and shiny. Uh, great beers, of course, all the time. Tiki Wee, math is hard. New stuff coming out next year that we're really excited about. So um, follow, us, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah. Thanks again. Happy New Year. We'll see you next year. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you.